Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I'm Ben Slowey, and today on the show I have my best friend. He's up here from Chicago. Um, he's got an album coming out on July 11th. It's called July 12th. Party's the 11th. Right. Yeah. Fuck that up. Uh, July 12th. Uh, it's called We're Good. We're Fine. We're Fine. Um, and uh, we've uh, known each other for 11 years, and we're really fortunate to have him here in Milwaukee and uh, catch a vibe real quick. So Julius Dolls. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Ben. Good. How are you doing today? Good. No, I'm no, really good. Really good. Nice. I like caught a little rain on my way here. I was like driving with um with these on. Oh. Man. I had the window down. The sun was on. I was like blasting, getting wow. cutty, and I felt so good. You and it started so... pouring rain. Wow. And I got really sad, but then the sun came back out. So. Bro, you're so cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I feel good though. How are you? I'm great. Um, yeah. I mean, it's uh. It's been hard to sleep in my room because it gets so hot, uh, but I've been great. I've been here most days, um, having a lot of really great conversations, uh, a lot of great music coming out in our city. Um, that's what I'm really, we're, I'm glad that you're, uh, you're here after so long to finally get a piece of it again. Um, yeah, man, I'm great. I'm fucking great. Uh, so you just dropped a new song, Bloomed Out, uh, yeah. the other day. So tell me a little bit about um, what the song, like, I guess what the idea and the recording process of it was, and I guess, like, just a little bit about why you chose to make it the first song off your new project. Yeah, um, so, like, most of my album, you know, it's nine songs, probably seven, six or seven, the songs I've I made more recently, like, in the last six months, but, um, that one I made in October of 2017, the original beat. Mm -hmm. It was the first beat I ever made on Ableton when I switched over. Sure. Because it's like beats on Logic. And yeah, I don't know. I like, I rewrote some of the vocals probably two months ago. It's kind of just been a song, you know, I mean, it's been one of those like breathing, like moving songs mm -hmm. that we had for a while and changing. Yeah. But yeah, it, it just like slaps really hard. When we were mixing, we were having so much fun with like, I don't know, everything we do with like the cutouts and like the fades. Yeah. And, there's a lot of layers to it. Yeah, there's a lot of layers to it, and they gave a great verse. And there's a lot of people that just worked on, like Kachi. Um, Shout out Kachi, the He wrote a guitar part. Shout out Nate Barksdale. Nate Barksdale. You know, he, he had a great verse. And we produced it. Ryan helped me with all the production. Shout out mixing. Ryan Red. Um, my boy Gio, who we haven't met. He, Shout out Gio. He mixed it. And then Bree Sauce, actually, Brianna Sosnick, um, helped me write it. She wrote the hook with me. Shout out all those people. Yeah. Um, most people that watch the show are probably going to be Milwaukee and have no idea who anyone is. <laughs> but... Uh, this is, you know, that's the future. It is the future. It's the future. It's coming out of Chicago. There's a lot of really great yeah. talents coming out of Chicago. A lot of synergy. Tomcat um, trumpet on the trumpet. Awesome. Good shit. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. We were, we were trying to decide on what to make the single and there's a couple songs I was going between and that one just felt the most out of the ones I was deciding on, like the most like me in the sense that like it really represents everything about i think my sound because mm -hmm. like there's like this positivity too and like this brightness but the lyrics are actually kind of like sad yeah and it just like knocks though you know it so knocks. i want something that knocked but i want something that like was pretty it just did everything and yeah. i don't know it's just like it hits you right out the gate right you hit play it hits you you know yeah so sure. I, I don't know i'm really happy with it and i'm really excited for everyone to hear everything awesome. else yeah hell yeah man so i know that you um you been you went back to a lot of stuff and like would redo a lot of stuff for a while. Like it was very like 
arduous process for you to sort of like you know decide you wanted to move forward with some of the songs mm-hmm. and stuff like that like you went back and changed a lot of stuff and i mean you're not you're definitely like um not the only one that has that complex where like you just want it to be perfect and everything um yeah i guess like how did like some of how did like the finished product uh be different than you know sort of like the original ideas that you had for the project when you started it well i guess the the main thing is like i can't mix and master to save my life you know i can i can like you know i know enough to like make it sound okay but i can't really when it gets to the technicalities and really making it sound good i can't do all that i create and i write and i Mm -hmm. arrange and i produce so yeah i mean we we worked on i worked on the songs by myself for a while and I kept changing them, and I had to just make sure I absolutely loved everything was number one thing. And number two, that I was having fun the whole time, and yeah. all of it was fun, you know, because it takes a lot of patience, and it's not always going to be fun, but if you just keep going and, like, you know, just simplify. Like, I, I spent six months working on a song, this one song, and then, like, one day I was, like, listening back on it, and I kept changing it and fucking with it, and I was yeah. just like, dude, this one's just not good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like, I just had to be really honest with myself. And, or when like, it sounds good, like, like, one night and then the next day you come back to it and you're like what was i thinking yeah and that, that happens a lot but then but then sometimes you go back again you're like oh no this shit's raw because like <laughs> yeah well what i was getting at though was like so i spent a lot of time alone on it and I, the biggest thing i learned was like you have to let other people in as long as you trust them yeah so you know i always let ryan in on my stuff but you know we really start working out together on the mixes and then i was trying to figure out oh man i have to send this somewhere to get master i have to pay all this money i don't know what to do and then i met geo back in the winter like just i don't know it was just like perfect timing when i met him and he really wanted to be involved and he's just like such a hard worker mm-hmm. and so talented has amazing taste which yeah. is really important so you know the three of us start kind of me ron geo start and nate too the four of us we started really working on the album like together mm-hmm. and then in april me and ryan both took a week straight off work and we just locked it we were just in my basement every day just getting everything like really finalized and then once May came around, we kind of, it was more like fine tuning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I added in like one verse. Sure. Um, but a lot of it was just fine tuning, everything perfect. And it really got simple. Once I spent so much time making sure I loved the songs as they were in their worst form. If they were in their absolute worst form, I still liked that I knew, like, okay, this is good. It's a good, that's you know, a good I don't want to depend on the mixers to make it sound. The mixers are just supposed to bring it out and like really yeah. do it justice. So, yeah, once we got to that point, it really came along. You know, I took. It took a year and a half of being really hard yeah. and not being sure what was going on. And then it took about three months maybe to get it Damn. like perfect. So I'm really happy with the final product. Good. Like I said, I think it's the album of the year. Nice. Yeah, man. I mean, you, because uh, I would always be like, when is Julius going to come out with shit? Because I like, I, um, I'm actually wearing the Peach Goth shirt, Once Upon a Time. Uh, that was one of your old songs that I don't know if you can find it. The anywhere. video is up, I think, still. Okay. Well, I'm gonna search for that, but um, but yeah, I was like really like uh, anticipating, um, you know, stuff that you know you were gonna drop, and I, I myself, and I know that a lot of our other friends uh, that like you know work closely with you, um, or just people in Milwaukee that know you, have been eager to hear what you've been working on. So uh, yeah, we're really thrilled to see just how much of like a meticulously crafted piece of art that you know you really like made sure it was perfect before you dropped it because i've been having that conversation with some some creatives like 
you never want to like, you know, you're kind of settling when you're dropping something too early, when it's not ready, when you're only doing it because it's like you're pressured to come out with something just because it's like, just sort of like maintain that, that, um, idea that you're like on the map or that you're still working and stuff. But it's like, really, it doesn't matter if you're not, if you're just sort of not sharing a lot of stuff for a while, if you're just kind of working in the shadows, like you need to do that. Um, a lot of people need to do that because it allows for the most self introspection and growth. And it also just makes sure that like, you're you're doing it for the right reasons rather than what's expected of you. Well, and here's the thing: like, some artists are really good at making something, putting it out day of next day. You know, some artists are amazing at doing that. Um, but I've never been like that. I I really have to take my time and make sure everything. You know, I'm I'm just not naturally talented at all. I don't think. You know, I just have to work really really hard. So I have to really like take time to make sure it's good. Mm -hmm. I because in all my old music that I took down. It was cool, and you kind of have to take that step forward and pull your stuff out, even if you're not sure. Yeah. But looking back, and I just I was so misinformed and not ready. But I became ready by doing that, you know. So I, I don't regret anything. I have zero regrets. But now I'm just at a point where I know myself. Hey, I took a long time to really get to know myself. You know, I went through different experiences and like, yeah. you know, I really got to know myself. Mm -hmm. And then two, like, I just got good. Yeah. Like I really just took time. To get good, because I listen to all my old music. I was like, this sucks, or this is boring, or this isn't right. Or, or it's not. I, I was lazy. I let this go. Yeah. But now, like these nine songs, like I swear to God, like I'll listen to these for the rest of my life. I want everyone else to listen to them for the rest of their lives. Like I'm so confident. Yeah. And it took so long to get to that point. Um, but it's so worth it, you know. And I, I I'm always under the moniker, not the moniker, like the idea that you should be your biggest fan. Mm -hmm. And if you aren't, why should anyone else be a fan of you? Yeah. So I'm my biggest fan, you know? And I didn't like my old stuff. I was like, this shit sucks. And as a fan <laughs> of myself, yeah. it's not good enough. But now I'm like, yeah, this is it. So it just takes time. And like I said, everyone's process is different. Some people can make a project in like a week and put it out yeah. and it's fire. But for what I'm doing, you know, cause I, what I would do is I'd make the demos in my house. We did almost all the recording in my place and all the mixing mastery in my place. But um, I went to an analog studio as well mm -hmm. called Treehouse Records and they have like an actual mixing board and like it's all done on tape and they have all these like instruments in the 60s and 70s. They have like analog keyboards and pianos and mm -hmm. organs. So I did all the production at my house, went there and redid some of the production. Like I redid the organs live, you know, the mm -hmm. organs I did on the computer and yeah. like did like live percussion on a couple songs, stuff like that. Then went back to my place, rearranged all that, and then finished. So it takes time just yeah. because of that, you know? Right, yeah, totally. But I mean, it sounds amazing. Yeah, uh, how'd you decide on the title? It's kind of where I've been the last year. We're good, we're fine. You know, everyone's always like, are you okay? Are you good? Are you good? I'm good. I say that like every day without even yeah. detail. I'm good, no, I'm good. But it could be like, but it's also like the light and the dark. It was both sides of it, like, no, I'm good, I'm good, but also, like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, like... Depends on... And that's kind of what the album yeah. is. It's, like, a lot of happiness, and then I wouldn't necessarily say sadness, but just certain, like, other points that aren't exactly happiness. Yeah. And you kind of just find that balance, you know? Because you're not always going to be happy. Yeah, humility. Yeah, you're not always going to be happy, but, like, it's important to know that, like, things do get better, and even when it seems like it's the worst, like you'll survive. Yeah. You know, we all do. Yeah. You know, if we try to. And 
I don't know. I just think it's a really good message that I have to tell myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm good. I'm fine. And, like, it's, it's like, monotony sometimes. You know, it's the repetition of it that can drive you crazy. But, yeah. Just mm-hmm. find a new meaning with it every day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer in that. Kind of been trying to teach myself that this past year. Um, I had a lot of, like, misdirection, like, after I graduated last year. Like, you know, I didn't know what I was doing, what I wanted to do post-grad. Like I was just kind of work, I was working at Starbucks, you know, I was like- And it's fine. And it was fine for a while, but after a while it's like, this is boring, I want I want more. But I didn't know what that more was. Um, and it, yeah, it's definitely like periods of time where it's like, you know, I feel like there, there were times where I felt down, I felt, you know, dejected, or I felt like I just, you know, didn't, you know, I was just lost in life and I had to go through that in order to sort of get back on my feet and find like a new awakening with just getting myself back on, you know, what I'm good at and what I like to do. And, um, and you know, like you said, you have to go through those periods of not, of like not going in the right direction in order to like pull a Yui and then find yourself back on track. Um, cause you know, we were, we were like kind of working together for a while. Um, you know, when we were doing J3, um, and we had like, you know, we had the, the collective, uh, between Milwaukee and Chicago for a while. And, you know, I think that it was, we, we gained a lot of like personal insight about ourselves from it and it kind of set us all on the right path. Um, yeah. I think, um, more than anything, I learned what not to do. Same, yeah. And I learned what I enjoy and what I don't enjoy. Yeah. And, like, you got to put yourself out there and do stuff that makes you uncomfortable always. You never yeah. want to be fully comfortable. Yeah. But, yeah, just through all that stuff, all my old music, all our experiences, you know, that you know about, obviously, like, I just learned, like, okay, I got to go about this differently. Yeah. I have to know myself before and, anything yeah. else. You know what I mean? And, like, a lot of people, like, at this level of music where like they haven't really popped off yet they just want the quickest thing how can i get on now how can i get money now how can i be instagram famous and tomorrow? that's you know what i mean that's and, like, the ultimate downfall. and like that shit's like cool like i want money too i'm broke as hell but like yeah i realized that like i want something more than just money and i want something that's long lasting and doesn't die off after two months i want something that you know is forever mm-hmm. so that takes time. Oh yeah, and and also, that takes knowing yourself. Like I keep saying, like, yeah. like I don't know. I can I can rant about, but no. Yeah, no. I I, I mean I gotta say like um, I think that one thing that's helped me and it's probably helped you. It's helped a lot of people. Is like you really gotta like you kind of gotta like um, put yourself in your place. Like I always tell myself like, man, like I'm not shit. You know, I'm like I tell myself like. You know, I'm proud of what I'm doing and I'm happy about what I'm doing, but I'm not doing shit compared to like what I hope I'm doing. Yeah. And I... It should always be that way. Yeah. Even, even when you are like what you're dreaming of right now, there'll probably be something you want more. Of course. And there's like a balance, you know? Yeah. Like you want to be able to like love yourself and make it like a healthy motivation, but you also don't want to get too comfortable and too cocky. Like yeah. it's weird. Like I'm really confident 
and I'm self confident. Yeah. And sometimes I am cocky about meaning to be, yeah. but I try not to be. Sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm really the shit. Yeah. <laughs> but then other days yeah. I wake up and I'm like, damn, bro, I'm trash. What am I yeah. doing? You know what I'm saying? So it's weird. Like it's a matter of putting your ego aside. And it's yeah. like, like you said, like it's important to be your biggest fan and be proud of yourself for like what you are accomplishing, but. You still like it's important to like kind of curve yourself in the same time and be like, man, I'm not shit. Like I'm, I'm, I could be doing a lot well, more. Well, it's just shit. important to be open minded and like always remember that you'll always be learning, you'll always be a student. You know, as proud as I am of myself and as big of a fan of, you know, Your I am music. of myself. Yeah, I'm still like learning yeah. every day. I learn something new. You know, mm-hmm. and it's beyond just like music. It's just everything. You know, like. I, I'm just trying to be a good person now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I used to care so much about my music that, like, I would ignore, like, me as a person. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I still make that mistake, but I'm trying better to, like, you know what I mean? Be cool to everyone. It doesn't matter. Even if they right. are just, like, you know, just working a normal job, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and, like, right. You know, like, you just, just being a good person. Yeah, that's exactly. my That's my main goal. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, I... Everyone has their own route, and they're going at it on their own pace, and we should never be comparing our journeys to another's. It's my um, biggest problem. Yeah. It's my biggest problem. I co- I, I've gotten better at it, but I compare myself to everyone, and like, yeah. I like catch myself going on Wikipedia, and be like, how old was so-and-so when they yeah. did this? Oh my god, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, everyone's different, you know? Yeah. And like, everyone has their own path, and that's what makes it special. I do that sometimes, too. I've uh, been trying to like, focus less on it and just sort of like appreciate someone's content for what it is rather than comparing my own content to it which is something you kind of have to unlearn and I think that social media kind of like enables us to do that that like you know the whole idea of like social media influencers yeah you know it's it's honestly a pretty problematic practice if you think about it because it constantly like is automatically making people compare themselves yeah, to that yeah, person yeah. And, that, and that shit like even that shit, the more, like, I used to, like, fall, you know, for all that, but, oh, like, yeah. the more I look at it, like, it's fake. It's Like, it's real, it's real. Some people make, like, real-ass livings off that shit, but, like, there's a lot of people that think, like, likes on Instagram mm-hmm. are everything, right? Yeah. right? Or like, using- I, I've seen I've seen people, I've seen artists that get, like, 500 likes on a picture and their song has 50 plays. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's exactly. gotta fucking translate. Like, right. Instagram's... As much as it is a part of the real world and it's like a very like real thing. And a useful tool. And it's a tool. Yeah, it's a tool. Yeah. It's a tool. It's a tool. Like a hammer. Yeah. You, you use it when you need to, but you don't like live off of a hammer. Yeah. If that makes I, sense. It probably yeah. doesn't make sense. No, but I like, agree. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's just one of those things where like, I used to be really self-conscious about like, oh, I shouldn't put this up. Oh, this didn't get that many likes. Oh, blah, 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 blah. But like, who cares? Another thing is like using like grandiose words and exquisite nomenclature doesn't also like it doesn't make what you're doing be any more appealing than it actually is and i've seen people that are just you know talking up such a major game that they're that they have all these like you know huge plans to change the world and and you can attest to it. I'm very very desensitized to the phrase "big things coming" mm-hmm. and the phrase "we're changing the game." Mm-hmm. Any any phrases of of you know making some sort of like grand statement about what you're uh, about what the social and cultural impact you're making. If anything, that's just it's it's all it is is compensation for what you're. Well, not yeah, it's them. It stems from insecurity. Exactly. And it took me a long time to pick up on that too, because just I'm dumb, so I don't. Pick Same up on here, things. though. Same. But here. like, it just stems from like, 
these people have to like pay attention and know I'm doing, like trying to yes. do something yeah. or else I'm nothing, blah, blah, blah. But if you're really confident in what you're doing, really believe in it, you know, I obviously want to tell people about it, but of course, you yeah. don't have to like, you just do it. You know what I right, mean? Like yeah. think about, I think about all my heroes in the art world, like, you know, the Frank Oceans and the Virgil Abloh's and like, they just fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just do it. They don't They don't sit around and say, oh, this is coming, this is coming. And like, don't get me wrong, I've been promoting my album for like a couple weeks oh, yeah. now, every day I'm like, oh, July 12th. But like, yeah. it's because it's done. It, yeah. it is coming. It's not like this abstract thing that's coming. Like, it's coming, so right. I want to tell people. Ideas, ideas mean nothing without plans. Yeah. Um, and actions mean way more than words every yes. single time. Absolutely, totally. So, um, so I guess, um, how do you feel like uh, working? Because I know you have like a very tightly knit team of creatives that you work with. Well, they're my best friends. They're, yeah, yeah, they're yeah, your yeah. best friends. How do you feel like they've helped you shape this project into what it is? They've let me be myself. Number one, they haven't tried to make me do things that like I know aren't me. Mm -hmm. They've just let me. They they've they've trusted me, which like like well yeah it's your album of course it's trust but like no like they've really trusted me in the sense where like. I'm gonna rewrite this part. I'm gonna get rid of this song. I'm gonna change this. But they've also like, I don't know. They're just really honest with me in a really healthy way. Like there's this one song called "A Lot of Pretty Faces." It actually got played on the radio this week a couple oh, times, which cool. is really cool. Um, but I was gonna get rid of it because like I didn't record the vocals yet, and this was like at the end of our week off working on it, and I still hadn't recorded it, and like. I was just like unsure because mm -hmm. I didn't really try recording at all. So I was like, oh, I don't know if this is going to sound good. So I was like, yeah, I'm getting rid of it. I had another song too that I did get rid of called Indiana because it was just like really fucking sad. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a good song, but like no one's trying to hear that shit from me right now. So like, yeah. I woke up one day and I was talking to Ryan and Nate and I was like, yeah, I'm getting rid of Indiana in a lot of pretty faces. And they were like, you can get rid of Indiana because like we understand like the vibe of the album, but you can't get rid of a lot of pretty faces. Like that song is like amazing. And I was like, I don't know, I don't know, and they're like, no, like, just try it, and they, like, helped me with the vocals, like, coached me through mm -hmm. it, and honestly, that's, like, might be my favorite song, like, mm -hmm. it's definitely in my top three, and I just stuff like that, you know what I mean, they hold me accountable, mm -hmm. and don't let me do dumb things yeah. in the spur of the moment, but they just let me be myself, and, I mean, more than anything, the most beautiful, the most beautiful thing is, like, they all dropped, like, everything they're working on to work on this with me, you know what I mean, Ryan is working on an amazing album right now, he took he just dropped it for a second, just was only working on my stuff. Yeah. Same with Geo. Geo put everything else he was doing on pause. So just having people that are that dedicated, that'll come over every day, that'll get up early every day, they'll go stay up till five in the morning if we mm -hmm. need to, you know, whatever, like yeah. take off a week of work, whatever. Totally. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just amazing. And yeah. we're all friends first and you know, we're all best right, friends. Of course. And like, we were having fun the whole time, you know? If we, it wasn't like this like boring thing where we were all bored with the song. Like we were trying to keep the songs energetic and fun and like just real ass feelings coming out the whole time, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah, they, they held immensely. I mean, they wouldn't exist without me. Of course. You know, it's not about me. Like it's about all of it's us. About, you know? Yeah, it's about the world, man. Um, so I'm going to take it back a little bit. Um, so as I just mentioned earlier, we've known each other for like 11 years. Um, and uh, when we first became friends in middle school, like, I remember, like, when we, we had art class together, that was how we, like, became Oh, friends. yeah, we made those clay bowls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fire. Mine was, like, this big. Yeah, my, <laughs> yeah, mine's still in my fucking room. Go crazy. I know. But um, that was how we, like, really first started talking. I remember vividly, you remember back then, like, you had still, even back then, you were talking about how, like, 
you started playing guitar, you wanted to be in a band, you wanted to do music, like you just, you thought music was really cool. I started coming out of your house like every day after school and I would just watch you play guitar. And we quit lacrosse and just went to my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Fun fact, Julius and I tried to play uh, lacrosse freshman year. Our coach looked like James Hetfield, but he was a dick. James Hetfield's cool. I just remember like, you know, you kind of from the get-go, like a lot of our friends like were playing, I had started like taking guitar lessons and started playing music like just kind of for fun. back then but you're like one of like maybe other two people besides shout out kyle lawton um you guys you were like the only two of our friends that really like actually stuck with playing music beyond middle school which is kind of like i was thinking about the thinking about that the other day and like it's almost like that kind of sets it's like it's all about like setting that the hobbyists like kind of from the careerists it kind of seemed like you just you've always wanted this you've always wanted a, a route and a career in music and in, you know, playing with, you know, playing music with other people and sharing what you do. That's always kind of been your thing. Um, like, how, like, did you kind of like, since you really like ever first started playing guitar, like when you were like 12 years old, like, is this something like you knew you always wanted? Yeah. I was really bad for a really long time. (laughs) But it felt different because I, I was like kind of like sports and I love watching sports. I'm really into like NBA, as you know. But right, yeah. I was never good at sports. I knew like I just never like wanted to go that extra distance with it. I was kind of just like, oh, fuck this. And like everyone growing up was better than me. But it's in the music. When all when all our friends started, I sucked. Everyone was like way better than me. Like LC like was fucking killing it. He used shout to make me, me so insecure because he yeah. was so good. He was, yeah, Alex was good. He was like crazy good. He could probably still throw down. But like. I don't know. I just, I really, what happened was, like, I started playing because I wanted to be in a band and, like, I wanted to try something new. And I started listening to music. You know, like, actually listening to music. Yeah. And then through that, like, I kind of realized how cool it all was. And I just really wanted to be a part of it. But I, like, was so bad for so long. I just wanted to get good just on my own. Yeah. And then, I don't know. It just has become this thing where, like, it became, like, an addiction. Like, I remember when I first started playing in seventh grade. The first two months, there's 20 minutes a day, and then it turned into 45 minutes a day, then it turned into an hour a day, yeah. and then by eighth grade, I was playing literally eight hours a day. I would get home from school and play until I went to sleep. Damn. And I still wasn't that good. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? I still, like, sucked ass. Yeah. But I just kept going, and, like, it was just fun, and, like, I was in so many bad bands, you know, Cal can attest. We were in right. so many shitty bands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We sucked. It was, it was I don't know. fun to watch. Though. Yeah, but, like, there's, like, this beautiful thing with, like... I don't know. There's always, like, you can always get better, and I don't know. Playing at Mama and Me. Yeah, yeah. like, well, even, like, being in jazz band, like, I tried out two years in a row, and they were like, no, you suck, and <laughs> they, that's like, yeah, yeah, they're like, no, you suck, and I, so I spent the entire summer just studying music theory and, like, chords and shit, and then I made it, and I got to go to China, which was sick, and yeah. I remember I showed up the, the first day for jazz band, and everyone was like, Everyone was like, what are you doing here? Like, someone literally said that to me. Like, people, like, people have always not taken me, like, for real, like, seriously. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, it used to upset me, but I'm kind of, like, I'm comfortable with who I am. Kinda so it doesn't really upset it. me. Yeah. But now it's, like, a thing where, like, I just keep going. And I feel myself getting a little better every day. Yeah. And now it's, like, a real thing. It's cool, man. Like, I live in a studio. I wake up every day and I can record. And 
I can just make albums and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I can make music for other people. Yeah. And I was turning like a living, like I'm not there yet, but I'm going to be there soon. So I don't know. It's just cool to see like that kid that like wore the ugly cargo shorts and like a guitar t-shirt <laughs> in seventh grade with a bowl cut <laughs> yeah. that like sucked yeah. like so badly. We that, played, that played Come As You Are in the eighth grade talent show yeah, with like a weird ass band. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like I stuck with that shit. Like a lot of people just did that and this isn't like any like shaded anyone but i think a lot of people did it because it was like the cool thing to do for a year it was yeah it was like oh i'm gonna play music because guitar hero was really popular so everyone's like well, why don't i learn real guitar that's how it's for me you know and i don't know like i felt a real connection with it since the beginning just with like listening to music even that's something mm-hmm. you can attest to you yeah. know for yourself right but it just felt real or it wasn't just like a phase or like it's not a phase mom but like it wasn't like yeah, yeah. It, it was it was deeper it, it saved my life it literally saved my life i mean i probably would be trying to do like acting if i didn't do music mm-hmm. but it really saved my life like yeah. it, it's it's the one thing that's always there for me no matter what's going on and like when i'm sad i can go make music when i'm happy i can go make music like it's beautiful it's always there totally yeah where did you like start feeling like and i mean it's it's all subjective but where, where did you feel like you like could tell you were like getting good i don't think i got good until last year uh-huh. Um, guitar, I think I've been okay for like a sec. I'd probably say like, like around senior year when like, you know, I was in the band with Kachi and Troy and like, that was the first time I was in a band where people took it seriously like I did. Cause I used to be in bands and like, no one would practice when, you know, I'd be practicing all the time and I'd show up to practice and I'd be like, oh, I've been practicing since the last practice two weeks ago. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so, playing like, yeah, yeah, that's just stuff. garbage. So, so, when was, <laughs> so when I was in a band with Kachi and Troy, like, they really cared the way I did. Yeah. And that was the first time like I felt like validation, I guess, in the sense of like, oh, these guys want me to be in their band and they take it as seriously as I yeah. do. Right. And like making jazz band made me feel a lot better. Like, okay, I can do this. But like, I think last year, um, when I took down all my old music and when I just started really like, even, okay, okay, okay. So this album, we're good, we're fine. The first song that was maybe the intro for it originally for like it was gonna have a different title that was called be called perennial this was like in 2018 a long time ago i list i was going through my itunes library like i don't know like a week or two ago just going through like old songs i made that didn't make the cut and the original intro song was called strawberries yeah it's so bad (laughs) i made it in april 2018 and like my voice sounds like shit i like didn't know what i was doing so i i don't know i guess like this past winter you know, a lot went a lot went down. I really just locked myself into my apartment and like just really spent time like getting good, not just like just like all around. Like, getting good as a songwriter, getting good as a guitar player, yeah. getting good as a producer, mm-hmm. getting good as a singer. Like just trying my best to get all that. And I don't know. I I would say this year's the first time I've been like, okay, I'm good. Like I could go toe toe with anyone. Like yeah. and not that it's a competition. But, like I could right. play these songs for anybody in any room and I will be comfortable mm-hmm. and confident. It used to not be like that. Yeah. For a long time, it wasn't like that. I, when people put on my shit when I was there, I'd like have to leave the room or be like, yo, turn no, it off. Yeah. But now it's like, yeah, turn that shit off. Like, yeah. let everyone hear this. Like, I want Pharrell to come over. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, want, I want everyone to come over. I want everyone to hear it. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. I, so this year, literally this year. Yeah. Dude, I, and that's... It took 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> that's wild. But that's cool. I'm, it took 10 years. I'm still like 22, going on 23. And like, it's just the start, you feel me? Yeah. Like, where am I gonna be in 10 years from now? That's fucked up. Yeah. Well, I remember like, so back when like, you were still in school uh, at Indiana University, 
and uh, I would see you like on like the winter breaks and stuff like that. I remember we, we would like we were like I would pick you up and we would just drive around in the night and just like share music we were vibing to and like we would just talk about like world ideas and shit like that. And I remember we were talking about like the the year plan, the five year plan, the ten year plan, and like how you were starting to like sort of like implement that into your life and your goals and everything. And honestly, like that's something I still don't do enough. Um, I try to, I like, I, I know that it would help a lot too, but I feel like I'm always just so trapped in well, like, I'm so stuck in like the present. It's a weird thing. That's actually a good thing to be trapped in the present because that was my problem with having those plans was like, I lived vicariously into the future too much yeah. and I didn't look at who I was in the present and it kind of held me back. That's why I got good this year because I started living in the present, you know, because I was forced to. That's why I got good. <laughs> I was forced to live in the present and like, I don't know. It's just one of those things where like it's, it can be cool to have a plan and like it's good yeah. motivation. And obviously everyone's gonna have their big goals, but right. you change so much as a person and grow, or mm -hmm. at least you're supposed to, yeah. if you're doing it right. And I don't know, plans change, you know plans what I'm saying? So like, I, yeah, I have the same like ultimate goals, but I kind of stop stressing over when it's gonna happen because if I just stay consistent, it'll happen, Yeah. you know? Right. So it doesn't matter when, I'll survive, you know, yeah. I can find happiness other ways without, you know, right now without money or a huge yeah, totally. I know that'll all come and like, I'm just happy with who I am, you yeah. know, really, so. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember like, cause like for a while, like, you know, I was terrible at like podcasting, terrible at, even like thinking back at like when I used to do like the VTV announcements, like looking back, like I think I was terrible. Like people think, people would say like, I was entertaining, like they liked it when I was on TV, but like I never saw myself as like good at it. I just, I enjoyed doing it. Um, but looking back, like I just, I wasn't very confident in myself. Um, even like two years ago when I tried my hands at a podcast for the, for the first time, I was not confident whatsoever. Like I, and I still don't think I'm like really like, I feel like I'm a lot better at this whole podcasting thing and like I, I really enjoy doing the show and I'm, I'm confident, but you know, I know it can still be better, but I just gotta keep it moving. And it wasn't until like when I actually had like a concrete idea of like what I wanna make a show about and where I can actually use an outlet to like really like do exactly what I wanna do, be the fullest version of myself and allow other people to be the fullest version of themselves, like also on the show. It wasn't until then, like when I had that idea, when I'm like, okay, I'm ready to do this now. But like, I was trash for a really fucking long time. And that's okay. Yeah. Everyone's trash in this. Everyone is trash. Michael Jordan like had to be in his driveway hooping every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no one just wakes up and is like the best. Oh yeah. I know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't even think anyone's ever truly the best. Because, no, like, no. Everyone, it's, and it's all subjective. Um, I think that like, it's like, if we had bests, then we could never be better. You that's, know? That's, that's, that's bars. Yeah. <laughs> that's no, a bar. Dude, I, but it's true. Cause like, it, it kind of like puts like a, it kind of caps out. It kind of puts a ceiling yeah. over. Yeah, there are no over, ceilings. Over the confines we of like. shit, there's no ceilings. No, yeah. like, um, I think for a long time, like, 
certain people, I'm not gonna name names, that like I worked with, they're mad talented, um, but how do I put this? They were overly critical of me and always made me feel like I couldn't get better. Yeah. And like I kinda realized like over time that like as talented as all these people are, a lot of times it's just projection and like not having enough confidence in themselves that so they would take yeah. it out on me. Right. Because they didn't want me to like get higher, you know. They were com- they were comfortable with like having me like yeah at the same level as any advice as them. So like you know, once I broke past that, I think I got a lot better. Mm-hmm. The whole like, mon- once I stopped caring what other people thought, and like, and like everyone says, oh, I don't care what anyone thinks. So it's like a cool thing to say, but wait, to really really not care, I think and I still care what certain people think. Yeah. Obviously, I'm a human, but like you know what I'm saying. Like once I really stopped caring what most people think. It helped immensely. I think a lot of people say that without actually believing it. A lot of people say that I don't care what anyone, but anyone thinks of me. I don't care. But like, of course they do. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're human beings. As yeah. You exactly. Like, so you're always gonna are, care, you're always gonna care what at least like, it's the human person. condition too. But like, I guess like the key for me was like, a lot of people used to think shit about me. I just stopped caring. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah, you kind of have to just let let that shit go, like at a point. And yeah, but it, it erased the ceiling for me in a weird yeah. way because like there's a ceiling of like just trying to please all these people, and now that that's gone, like I don't have a ceiling because I just do whatever I want. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and other people happen to enjoy it. Yeah, um, and believe. Well, in people doing- like genuine things, and people like realness, and people like someone that's just themselves. You yeah. know, of course. You just gotta be yourself. It's like yeah. it's way harder than you think. To fully be yourself, at least as like an artist, I guess, because I don't know. Like I always thought I was myself, but then one day I realized I was just lying to myself mm-hmm. and lying to a lot of people. Yeah. But now I do feel like myself. Yeah. Like fully. I think another part of it too is like for a while, like and we were involved in this for a while, like being part of like a collective or like a group, a team of sorts, like it can be a great thing. Um, it can be great, but everyone's gotta pull their weight. And I think that it's kind of it can be a really slippery slope when it when someone has the idea that like your success is my success and my success is your success. And I mean, yeah, like that can be that can be valid to an extent, like when but only if everyone's putting in like, you know, all if they're holding down their weight, you know, if they're putting in like an equal amount of work to like all achieve collectively at the same goal because a lot of like because I remember like you know I would be constantly like you know I would be trying to please others yeah well that and I would also like be put on a lot of pressure all the time that I felt was very unnecessary that you know made me like question my role in the team question my character it made me feel like I was never doing enough like it and it you know, and looking retrospectively at it, like, I felt like I was super taken advantage of. No, you were. And, like, the thing with, like, collectives or groups or whatever is, like, they only really work if, A, everyone trusts each other, B, everyone has the same goals, the same goals, you know, not this person's trying to get money, this person wants Instagram followers, mm-hmm. this person cares about music, but yeah. none of these people care about music. Right. They say they care about music, but they don't. Yeah. And also, like, Taste. Yeah. Taste is so important. And so many people like try to ignore that shit. But if you have bad taste, you're only gonna get so far. Like right. that shit really goes a long way. Yeah. That's why our favorite artists are our favorite artists, because they have yeah. fucking good taste. Oh yeah. And like 
I don't know. That shit used to piss me off too, because I used to like fall victim for all that same shit that you're talking about. And now I learned through all the good, positive things. Like the people I work with now, I know if we're collective, we're just you know fucking friends that do yeah. shit together. But like that's what it should. But be. that's what it should be. And everyone has the same taste, and everyone has the yeah. same goals. Like not the same taste, but like everyone has good taste, and everyone has the yeah. same goals. And like it's just one of those things where like. There's pressure out there. You're always gonna put pressure on yourself, mm-hmm. but it's like a healthy pressure now. It used to be what you and I were involved in was like an unhealthy pressure, and just honestly, just fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To be to put it, it was very to fucking put it stupid. Bluntly, it was yeah. very fucking stupid. Anything you saw from me two years ago or later or even longer is fucking stupid. But <laughs> but now actually, like now like it's healthy and like it's fun and like it's not stupid. Speaking so of which, it's crazy. Speaking of which, actually, I saw one of my friends uh, wearing a libs hat the other day. Yeah, nice <laughs> No, but, but, hey, look, it's, it's but look, but look, but look, it's, it's the still idea. Means something. It's the idea. It still means something. It's the idea. Because that was the first time we put ourselves out there, and it was the first time we like committed to a project. Yeah. So even if like I don't like the music or certain things involving all that. I can still look at the overall message and be proud. I can be proud of where I am now because of that. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, I have one too on my five. I'm not trying to whip them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So fun fact, Julius and I went to uh, high school together. Shout out HF, home at Fossmer High School. And uh, yeah, graduated class 2014. And... um, I like to think that HF shaped me in a lot of really um, profound and uh, and also just very beneficial ways. How do you feel like like the environment we were raised in helped shape you? That's actually like, funny because one of my coworkers, um, him and his wife are like looking to move out of the city. And yesterday he was like, "We're thinking about Homewood. Like, what do you think? What do you think of HF as a school?" And like I've I've been asked that in a really long time. Yeah, this was literally yesterday. Such a different time. And I was just like, yeah. You know, I mean, like, I hated high school because, like, I just hated it. But, but it, but I loved what HF was. You know, I mean, what it like, the environment you were in, the people you were around, you met every type of person you met. You know, a white kid, a black kid, a Mexican kid, an Indian kid, um, a fucking like, rich kid, a poor kid, a kid from the city that like was legally yeah. going there, a kid from the, you know, the nice yeah. summer. Like, you met every single type of person. Yeah. So, like, I'm really happy for that because I think it prepared me just for life. Yeah. In a lot of ways, and now I see people that, like, weren't around that and, like, they just look fucking lost and, like, ignorant. Mm-hmm. And also, like, there were some really cool things happening there. I mean, it was, oh, like, yeah. it was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it could have been a lot worse. So... I think that HF, like kind of how I sort of found myself navigating through high school, sort of like was a precursor to who I eventually became today. Like, I liked to put myself out there despite if like, you know, despite if like I embarrassed myself at one point or if I was like, if I had anxiety or if like, you know, I cared too much about what people think because I definitely did all of those things in high school. like. But the point is, like, I still felt like I put myself out there. And, and, like, and that's what just good for. Yeah. It gives you a lot of opportunities to do that. Yeah, and my way sure. was doing it VTV, um, which helped me be comfortable in being in front of a camera and to just sort of, like, embrace sort of, like, the quirkier aspects of my personality. Um, and like you said, the diversity, like, there wasn't really, like... Like, we talk a lot about, like, there's a lot of diversity that also has 
segregation, but I don't think there was a lot of segregation at HF. Like, no, not at all. It was very integrated. Like people like from different friend groups, like, I, like, yeah, like high school always have cliques, but I felt like people came together pretty easily, especially like our senior year. Like a lot of people like just started coming out on the weekends and just, we just enjoyed ourselves and made, and I also just see a lot of people from that we graduated with that are doing really amazing things. Yeah, They're in really, definitely, really definitely. pursuing their goals that are, just, you know, people of excellence. Yeah, and I, yeah. I just, I think that that's great. Um, you know, obviously it's high school and we don't like to, I don't even, dude, I like, I fucking hate being home for like more than two days. Gee, when I go home, I like have my hood up the whole time and I just hang out with my mom and my dad yeah. and like I my get, grandma. And I get so like depressed. No, I don't, I don't, I feel weird. It's yeah. really the suburb, cause it's still a suburb, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's still like a trap and like, I do get like sad when I see people we like grew up with that are still just there. Yeah. And that's what they want, that's awesome. But, but it's not. I, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's it's maybe it's just because it's not me. It's just not for me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So obviously, I want to go see my parents, hang out with them, yeah, um, as much as I can. But I don't know. I see some things sometimes just on like social media, or, like just like driving around, and I'm like, oh, that's weird. Well, I, I I've noticed that just like you know, I've seen like there's there's a lot of people that just haven't really changed, and. That's kind of where that's kind of what sort of makes me get sort of depressed because I feel like I just don't really fit in back home as yeah, I used to. I'm not like at all the person I was in high school. Yeah, I mean I'm still me. Right. But like I was just such a different person. Yeah, I and mean, that's how everyone should be. You know, you yeah. shouldn't be the same person you were fucking four years ago, yeah. five and, years ago. Exactly. And like I and like you said, like there's people that are perfectly content living, you know their lives out there and doing their thing and that's fine but I, I want to take what I've learned in an environment and apply it to my life moving forward I don't want to keep my life I don't want my life to continuously be a reflection of like one place I was at one time in my life you know I want to continue to keep growing and continue to open my mind yeah it's like it's like you don't want to be the dude that's like putting up pictures of you in your football uniform senior year. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, I don't know. What's next? You know what I mean? What's right. next? What's yeah. next? So, and it's all about what's next. And I do. I mean, I don't see, like, I see you. Obviously, I live with Joko, my brother. Shout out Jordan Coyne. Shout Coyne. out Joko. Um, yeah. And, like, you know, like, there's a couple of people I see from high school. But for the most part, I don't really, like, I try to keep up a little bit on social media, but I don't, I don't really know what anyone's like now. It's very sporadic. I will occasionally see somebody, like, I'll occasionally reach out to somebody that, like, I haven't seen in a while. If something made me think of them, I'll text them, or if, you know, if I do happen to be coming home for, like, a weekend, I'll, like, see if, like, someone I haven't seen in a long time, like, wants to get together. Like, I, there's a time and place for that, definitely. But I've learned that it is really, really it is very difficult to keep up with somebody when you're in a completely different city, when you're in a completely different environment. Well, beyond that, you have nothing in common with them or never that close with them. Yeah, that too. No good luck. Exactly. So, I mean... Like, you and I don't have that hard time keeping up, but we're, like, best friends. Right, yeah. You know? Like, I've just been kind of watching from afar, seeing what you've been doing, and you have been with myself, and I think it's just, it's not, it's, it's not hard to keep up with somebody like that. Uh, also, uh... Aaron, shout out Aaron. Yeah, shout out one. A oxymorons. Um, I hope to uh, have the uh, 
pleasure of having them at this table sometime. But like Aaron is doing a really genius. He, yeah, he's one, he's our best friend too, and he's yeah he's he's a he's great at what he's been doing down in Austin, Texas. He's been on he's always kind of been on like that wave, like thinking big picture, and. Um, that's kind of what, what overall does sort of separate you from different people. It's, it's how you grow up, you outgrow certain people or you make new friends or you fall off from somebody for a little while and then you reconnect with them. Like after something brings you guys together like that, um, you know, that, that's half that happens. And I like, you know, I'll, I'll feel sad sometimes when it's like, I feel like I don't click with somebody as much as I used to. Well, cause people like, you know, like we're saying, people change, and sometimes, like, I don't want, you know, you'll just see things, and you'll be like, damn, this guy fucking blows. <laughs> yeah. Why did I ever think this guy was right. cool? Or like, why, it's like, they're on the same shit that they were, like, five years ago. And or they like, actually got dumber. It's like, how the fuck did you get dumber? You're already pretty <laughs> dumb. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Motherfuckers yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are stupid. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, so, I mean... I don't know, like, and I like I up in here in Milwaukee, like I meet new people like almost every day. I have, I've been, uh, you know, trying to continue to meet people and hear great music, find talented people, people that I can like connect with, learn something from, someone I feel like I can help in what I do. Like I'm constantly meeting people up here in Milwaukee, like just all the time just naturally doing what I do and like it's exciting and it's a lot of fun and like and I think that that's an important thing is like we can't dwell in the past no we have to we have to like embrace who is in our immediate environment embrace who is relevant to our lives now like yeah we can look back in the past and be like yeah that was fun but you know it's in the same way we look at politicians I think I, I was watching the Dem debate like last week and um, I remember like fucking Joe Biden was just riding on everything he did and giant like, douche versus third challenge. Yeah, all about what he did in the Obama administration. That was his entire platform. We're not looking at people who are dwelling on the past. We need to focus on who is going to move us forward, and that's the case for any workplace, any creative outlet, any friend group, any. Anyone, yeah, anyone yeah. we're electing to run the fa run the direction of our country, like we need a in every sense, we need to look at people who are gonna th who are thinking forward rather than focusing on behind. Yeah, on God, yeah. on God. Um, I want to shift gears for a sec because yeah. you're talking about Milwaukee and like I do think that's what's really cool. Milwaukee is like all the local artists seem very tightly knit, and I think Chicago's like that too in a lot of ways but chicago also is like so big and like there's so yeah. many things going on that like people tend to fall into like these weird cliques mm -hmm. it gets very political yeah. with like the music side of things sure so like it's weird i don't know yeah. i i just like i have my group of friends and like i have met like some really dope artists in the city like the past you know year yeah but like I don't know. It's it's really weird because like I I'm not like out at shows every night mm -hmm. like trying to link up with everyone. Like a lot of people don't know who I am, and it, it's just interesting like the dynamic. Oh yeah, yeah. And like the difference between yeah, you know, because I don't. I never want to be that guy that's like going to shows like 
it's so fake and it's like i'm just trying to get like followers or it's like hey what's up dude dope said yeah follow me you know what i mean like yeah, right i want to make sure i actually which like, i've met me. people at like meetups and shit that are that do a that. lot of people are like that they and like a lot, people like, a lot of people are like that in Chicago too. It's just like people that are trying to climb ladders. They like, don't even bother like they don't, asking you what your name they is. They don't actually know anything about you. Yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of weird. That shit happens a lot in Chicago. And I think that shit it happens cool. here too. And it's just kind of goofy. So like, I'm really grateful for the group of friends I have, the people I do know, you yeah. know, in the city that like I fuck with. You know, because there's some people I fuck with. Like, of course. So it's cool, but it's just weird, you know. Yeah. But I kind of stopped tripping over that. I used to trip over that and be like, oh, do I need to like be like out more? And like, yeah. it probably wouldn't hurt, but like, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. You just gotta do what you can do and just be yourself. Part of it, and I think a key thing is like just the difference in scale with just how big Chicago is compared to Milwaukee. Like that makes it harder. But what's allowed it, what's made it so easy to meet people in Milwaukee is like, is that it's a small city. But it's a city that's uh, that's undergoing a musical renaissance right now. There's a huge influx of people that are really trying very hard to put Milwaukee on the map. Um, and it's literally as simple as showing up. That is as simple as it is. Uh, like, you just have to show up to go to a show. If you see something on Facebook like or on Instagram, like you see like a flyer for something, literally just be at that place at that time and just show up. It is so easy to make friends here. July 11th, 21-24, North Damon. Show up. Keep going. In Chicago. Um, sadly, I won't be there because um, I have to be at the Loom event, but... You should come. Free alcohol. It's the best album oh, of damn. the year. Maybe I should go now. You should come. <laughs> Bring Loom to the party. <laughs> yeah. Loom, uh, you're going to have to push it back. Um, but... But, like, yeah, it's it's literally, like, a matter of just being there and just introducing yourself, saying who you are. And if you really do have, like, that, the content and the, you know, the the output to back it up, then people will start caring. People will genuinely express interest in what you do. And, I mean, I'm, like, I'm big on social media, so, like, that's helped me sort of, like, like, sort of preemptively like be connected with people before I'll meet them in real life but like I'll still like have an idea of who someone is and I'll see someone in real life and be like oh we're friends on Facebook hi I'm so and so and but like that's how easy it is like and I think a lot of people have a lot of apprehension about feeling I think there's some people that feel entitled um, or feel like they're you know that they don't need to be doing that in order to like make themselves a name in the scene that they don't need to be showing out the stuff or that they just think they're too good for it, which is well, stupid. Well, I think, I think it's what we're trying to do and there's a balance. I think you should go out and do stuff. Like yeah. me, I don't go out that much. It's right. not because I think I'm better than anywhere I feel. Right, like. yeah. I would just prefer to be in the studio making music. Exactly. You know and what I'm that's, saying? And that's the thing. It's like, and that's okay, and that's fine. I just, I'm not very good at, like, to be honest, like, right. going out to random people, like, yo, what's up, bro, fuck with me, you know what well, I mean? Well, like, and, that's, and that's the other side of it, is some people just, you know, that that's not I necessarily... I natural medium, yeah. you know? Yeah, and that's not necessarily... But I, I've tried to, you know, do it more. Right. I do think it's important, and I think you'll find some really dope artists. Yeah, well, and that's the other side of it. Some people just like to just stay working all the time. They don't go out that much. Other people, you know, just might be just really anxious and might just not be very comfortable putting themselves out there all the time. Um, but they compensate for that by working really hard in the studio and by like just keeping, you know, a steady flow of, of content going. But 
I guess for someone like myself. Yeah. No, like, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah it yeah. makes more sense. Because I get people on the podcast and you don't yeah. know people. There's people I feel like they just sit on their ass and just complain about. Well, how, yeah, yeah. How Milwaukee? You can't. You can't complain. Well, they complain about how Milwaukee's not popping out. How like. You know, there's all these like clicks that you're that, not popping out, right? And that you know that they complain that like, oh, there's all these like that you know the energy's not there or that there's just no potential for the scene. But dude, the reason like the reason for that is because there's people that just sit on their ass and do well, nothing. Well, okay, I I think to an extent you have to sort of be like that, where I'd be like, oh, no one fucks with me. Oh, I don't have this. Oh, I don't have that. I mean, I didn't complain that much in my head a lot. Yeah. But, like, and I had my group or whatever you know, a while back, right. and then that's when I went on my own. But then, like, I have a group now of people that I fuck with. Mm-hmm. You know, we go to everything together, and, like, yeah. You now it doesn't really bother me, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because now I have that. So, like, now yeah. it's just like, okay, let's Well, you still go to things. Like, and, one, and, like, I work hard. We yeah, all work hard. Too, yeah. You know, and, like, if you don't work hard, if you don't really work hard, you can only go so far. Exactly. And that, and that's the thing. is, and, and that's why, like, I, I just reiterate and I just emphasize so much that if we want Milwaukee to pop off or if you want your your group or your scene to pop off, you have to show up. Yeah. Like, it is it is imperative. You have to, like, just start coming to events. Start throwing start, events. Yeah, you know, like, start, yeah. Start. Like, I'm that kind of person. I don't like going to events, so I just throw my own events. Yeah, no, I... You I, know what I'm saying? Well, that's why, like, in college, I always loved throwing parties. I hated going to parties, but I liked throwing them because I felt like it sort of helped me overcome sort of, like, that anxiety. It's like, because you get to go out, but you get to stay at the crib. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you also, like, you also get to do things your own way, but in a way that other people can still enjoy. And... That's another thing is like people need to start throwing their own events. People need to start curating their own things. And also, but like also another thing is like, you know, you can't also be paid with exposure, you know? And I've been seeing that like, you can't, mm. you can't pay somebody by claiming you're going to get exposure. Yeah, that's you have to, whack. you have to pay your you artists. You have to pay them actual. Yeah. Money. You have to pay people that you want to take photos for you or do a logo for you or do this video or to help you. No, do man, marketing. I swear to God, some of this shit's throwing people so whack in the head. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they like literally think they're like Michael Jackson or like, Beyonce. yeah, it's like, you have to you pay people. Shit. Yeah. No like, one is shit. If like, if you're not established enough to have your own photographer that's like working with you all the time and you have to pay someone, just pay them. Yeah. You're not famous. Right. I promise you. I promise you if you leave the city and go five miles that way, they're not going to know who you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you, you go, are not Beyonce. If you go a block down, no one's yeah, going to yeah, know yeah. who if you are. If you go over to fucking Oakland Euros, they're going to have no idea. <laughs> really, who is this bum? No, but like yeah. for real, like people let their egos get their heads so bad. Right. And that's and that's what I'm talking about. It's like I think that a huge thing that, that is – Although it it is very easy, it seems very easy to someone like me or to other like-minded people that like it's easy f- to show up and like it's easy to make a name for yourself if you just you know give that platform to people like just genuinely be curious and go chase after it. Then it 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 seems like it seems you know it, like it makes sense for that to be how Milwaukee comes up with people that do that more but there's still you know there's still 
egos here. You know, there's still people that have, and this is with every scene. It's yeah, not the just Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. It's in Chicago. It's in LA. Well, it's that's in New the York, wackest it's thing. That's the wackest thing to me about Chicago. I'm sure people would disagree with this, but like, there's like the people you get. The chances in the Sabas and you know chances are like the first thing I've said, yeah, but like right. the chances in the Sabas and like I don't know, there's these artists that like go beyond the local scene, go nationally and go internationally and get big. There's a lot of artists that are just popping in Chicago. We leave Chicago and no one has any idea who they are, and some people are really fixated on that and like those artists and like how much that means. And like I get it, it's exciting. Like oh, there's like music and a lot of people know about, but like. That's just whack to me. Like, I love Chicago. Yeah. But, like, I'm not trying to be Chicago famous of this, like, weird Chicago yeah. cloud. Like, that's just literally goofy. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to go to London and Japan and, like, yeah. I don't know. It's just whack. Like, Bro, I'm trying to go you to... You know, people get so caught off. I'm trying to go to fucking, like, some, like, islands in Greece. Yeah, like, people just you get know? so caught up in, like, cloud and, like, their little, like, 30K or whatever. And, like... Right. But it really I'm means trying to nothing. get past yeah. then like but but at the same time the flip side is you have to have a following in your own. Yeah, you have to if your hometown first. doesn't support you, who's gonna? Exactly. What does yeah. that say about you if your hometown doesn't right. support you? So it's a weird like well, you know, line to It's walk. a double edged sword, yeah. definitely. Like I mean and I agree, like those you know, that following in your scene will it will not take you far if you don't bring it beyond that scene. I mean and it takes time to acquire that. But you also have to, you know, you have to start, you know, saving money and you have to start, you know, going to different scenes, like exploring different markets. Well, with that, I think you just got to be focused on the right thing. Yeah, you know? that too. Are you focused on becoming better at your craft and like really improving, you know, providing great content or are you focused on Clubs. getting a certain number of followers Clubs, and yeah. people knowing who you are? Right. And like, don't get me. Why would you want any followers if you suck? Like, for right. real, like, why would and you want cloud if you suck ass? <laughs> like, legit question. that means it's just thousands of people are going to see this how much you, you suck. suck balls. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, dude, no, you're right. And, and the thing is, like, um, and don't get me wrong. I still get really excited when I see, like, you know, when I'll, like, open my phone one day and I see, like, ten, 10 more people, like, liked my page. It shows that, like, oh, someone, actually, someone actually gives a shit about what I'm doing. That makes me feel good. But... I don't like think I'm all of a sudden raw because because ten people like the page. It's like that. If anything, and I used to maybe I used to think that definitely, but now it's like instead I'm thinking, well, that just means I need to prove myself to those extra ten yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. It means really I cool. just I need I need to serve up good more more good content and just keep it rolling for that that more amount of people. Well, and here's another double edged sword. It's really cool because not just the singers and artists are getting popping up, the, the producers, the videographers, the photographers, everyone like can yeah. become like a, a rock star now or whatever. Yeah. And it's really cool. But you meet a lot of people with egos where like if you don't have a certain amount of followers and know this person, they, they don't, don't even like look you. at you. Yeah. And it's like, oh be better, God, yeah. just be smarter. It's like, like that, it's like dudes at the fucking like networking events that like just sit on their phone in the corner the whole time and don't talk to anybody. It's just wacky, anybody. like it's goofy. It's like, like, dude, I don't, I don't know, like, it's just like, how do you expect to open more doors yeah. and meet more people if you're only gonna talk to like, 
this one person. Yeah. And like, why should out. I give like, a? Why are you even here? Why should anyone give a shit about you if you're not gonna give a shit about everyone else? Yeah. And like, that's where it's like egos are so fucking toxic, and like they can really. Set and they're everywhere. They can set 90, a scene behind. Ninety. I swear to God, ninety percent of the people I meet, like in any of these environments, like. And I'm not even trying to be like that. Like probably ninety percent of the people I meet, maybe not ninety, maybe like seventy. A lot of people have those like weird oh, yeah. egos, and like you have to like do something or know a certain person for them to fuck with you. It is right. so fucking goofy. Dude, I know. And that's why that's <laughs> why I don't go to a lot of those things. And like I just rock with my guys because like I have my crew. Like yeah. I keep saying, and like we're good as fuck. And I got and, yeah. and we're confident, and we're going to be very successful. So I don't really worry. And I got and I got very lucky with High Five Studio because everyone here actually cares about each other's success and like we we're actually just talking like about it like recently how like we all like need to start knowing our worth better and not like taking not doing shit for free and like we actually have to like be paid for like our talents and stuff like that and like I and I mean it's. I feel like I'm a little different because it's like I'm not producing content for people as much as I am kind of just doing my own thing in my own way. But point being is like, you know, we need to know our worth and we need to like also treat each other like family because this, the 12 people that like are part of the staff here, they are family. They're like a chosen family of sorts because these, these are the people that I come every day to and I talk to them about what I'm doing, what they're doing. Like we share space. We have like, you know, we, this, this space just means a lot to, to us and we all work collectively towards it, but that's not going to happen if someone's only in it for themselves and they're only using the studio to gain for themselves rather than for their team. If, if that's what they're doing, then they're not, they don't belong here. Um, like there's literally, I'm not going to name names, but there's been people that have been dismissed from here because they've, you know, unfairly taken advantage of people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you never want that in, in the environment that you are trying to make something out of nothing in. And I think that we experienced that with, you know, going back to the collective we were in for a while, like it was, it became one person having too much power, one person having an ego that was starting to consume other people. That sh- it should never be like that. Yeah. It should always be about everyone here is on the same wave. Everyone here works really hard. This space would not be nothing without the people in it. And this space will be nothing unless you make something out of it. Well, that's the same thing with like my situation. Like, obviously I had all these people working on my album. Like, you know, some people might be like, oh, you're so selfish, but I'm, I'm not, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but like, you know, it's the same thing. Like I would do anything for anyone I fuck with, you know, yeah. like to help them out. And like, you know, we call our studio the fourth dimension. We're always down in the fourth dimension working on whatever. Yeah. But like, I just want to take a moment. I, you know, I've shouted out like, please do, you know, Nate and Ryan and Gio, but, mm-hmm. um, my boy, Jacob Polhill, very talented artist. Um, he helped. He's out mentally, you know, the, like yeah. with the second half of things, with all their side of things, like outside of the music, with like marketing this album and like helping me set up this event and like yeah. making all the merch. We got hats, we got shirts, posters, um, all that shit. I mean, he really oh, cares yeah. and he That's really awesome. believes in me. And then Giovanni, there's Gio and there's Giovanni. Giovanni's helped a lot with just marketing and like promoting yeah. and yeah, telling people about all this and just, 
you know, commuting from South Loop all the way up to Logan Square, like whenever to help with whatever. Mm-hmm. And then um, also Jules Graham, the best photographer in oh, the yeah. game. You know, makes me look pretty. Jules Graham. You know, you can see yeah. right now I don't look that pretty, but he makes me look. Pretty. And no, I look good. That's I, look, I, look, great. I look good. I look You're good. You're adorable. I look good. But then, no, but Jules is like, Jules is the best. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just want to, you know, just gotta make sure those people get, of course, get their love. Shout out all of you guys. I don't for forget. Yeah, I'm so grateful for everyone I work with and. They just made it a lot easier. Yeah. It used to feel really hard working with people, and then I realized that I was just not around the right people. Mm-hmm. Now it feels really easy. Yeah, 100%, man. I, and that's what you gotta do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes you gotta switch up. I think that everyone goes through that, you know, to one to one degree or another. I also wanna point out, um, just another thing about egos, is like something that I try to do to curb myself is when I'm like, me you yourself. Yeah. You don't text back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I like um, I'll um, if I'm like meeting somebody and hearing, or even if it's someone I already know, but like if I'm talking to somebody at like an event, or I'm just having some kind of like um conversation with somebody about what they're doing and what I'm doing, I never try to think about what I'm gonna say while they're talking. And I always try to like, you know, take a step back and listen to them. That's a big problem I used to have. And, yeah, I do. I everyone does it. I learned. I actually learned about it in a in a con class we took at school. Like people just are, you know, they naturally do. You want to listen. You don't want to be more excited. Than right. To talk. Yeah. You don't want to talk over somebody and just hear them but not listen. There's a difference between listening and waiting for your turn to talk. Exactly, and that's why I always try to like acknowledge what they said, ask them questions because if it if there's some if there's one thing that fucking irks me. It's when you're talking to somebody and they ask you nothing about you and they just talk about themselves the whole time. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people. Yeah, I do too. And it, it, it fucking sucks. But, and you know, we, we get happy when we talk about ourselves. Like, I get it. It's human nature. But you have to, if you want someone to care about you, you have to, like, care about them and what they're saying. Otherwise, they're going to, it's going to be one year through one ear and out the other for them with everything you're saying too. It's like that whole mutual, it's like a mutual exchange kind of thing. And I think that we just need to, a lot of people, a great way to put one's ego aside is to listen to what someone's saying when they're saying it and then respond to them. And then, and then like, you know, formulate what you want to say. And if they're really respectful and if they're, somebody that you know is on that page with you like then you know they'll give you the same courtesy Mm -hmm. so i think that's something that we can all keep in mind and it's also just something that all of us should you know keep in mind as we're putting ourselves out there more you know and that's that on that that is that on that you want to close out julius dolls man we had a awesome conversation don't ever do that again <laughs> um, Alright bro uh, Tell me what keeps you up at night Life Life Is <laughs> no. More No No Yeah Okay We're good we're fine July 12th July 12th What puts you to sleep mm, When you're no. when Nothing you're, Nothing I can't go to sleep When you're done When you're, I have to think about nothing to fall asleep Yeah yeah, usually that's sometimes, sometimes that's all you really can fucking do to put to close your mind off. I think about you, man. Thanks, dude. Mr. Nice Guy. 
Oh, that was street yet. That was sweet, but a little weird. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, we're good. We're fine. July 12th. Um, it'll be streaming everywhere. Um, yeah. And uh, put your ego aside. No matter what scene you're in, you know, just uh, remember that, like, you might be excited about what you do, but you got to curve yourself sometimes, you know. Otherwise, you know. It's confidence versus cockiness. That's always the dynamic, right? Yeah. Walk the line. Walk the line. Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.